Welcome, everyone, to the Bakery Bears radio show. Did I give you a shock then? You did. I'm sorry. Was you... I too close? No, I just wasn't expecting you to say it at that moment. <laughs> my name's Dan. And my name's Kay. And together, we're going to take you on a little adventure. Yes, today, we've actually been asked... In our Baker Bears radio show crew, when you join, you get asked three questions. And one of those questions is, is there anything that you would like us to talk about? And someone actually asked us to talk about the difference between Victorian and modern day architecture. So today, what we're actually going to do is we're going to be walking down something called Victoria Embankment. And is that right, Kay? I'm sure that's it right. It is. Yeah, it yes. is called that. It's a... It is a road. Well, it is a road, but it's a dead-end road, isn't it? Because it runs down to, it runs down to the park, yeah. which we've walked through several times. And we're going to go through today. Yeah, but it's it's called Victoria Embankment, and it's basically a row of Victorian terraced houses. They're, they're large Victorian terraces, actually, aren't they? Now, they'll have been built probably late... A, a late 19th century. Yes, I would, I would say so. And the picture that we have that we're going to be trying to recreate is from about 1900, so about the turn of the century. So I reckon yeah. it's probably around the time when that road was maybe completed, maybe. Maybe so, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but it is a fascinating place because it really does sort of encapsulate that Victorian grandeur. It does. But in a very strange environment now because it's now surrounded by things which perhaps are modern, over the other side of the river, yeah, which yeah. we'll walk back through yeah. to give us that sort of... My goodness, this show's given me another opportunity to use the word juxtaposition. Gosh. I do feel like such an idiot when I say that. Yeah. Because I sort of yeah, want to slap I people who say it. Yes, <laughs> yes. I can, I can accomplish that if you would like. Uh, but it <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's by the river. It's literally by the river that runs through the park, isn't it? You've got, you know, you've got the row of terraces, then you've got a road, and then you've got the river. And then over the other side of the river, they've very recently built some new properties. Yes, literally. In the last... In the last year or so, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. And so we're going to walk through the Victorian and then through the modern. And we'll take some pictures along the way. We'll talk about the architecture. But our overriding conversation for today is something I've been looking forward to, but Kay has not. All right. Can't you, remember what you said. You've been postponing... We've been postponing the music discussion oh, for a gosh, while. Oh, yeah. Now, again, this is something that we've been asked to talk about a little bit because we did a show on movies we yeah. did a show on books yeah and people are also really interested in music mm. so along the way today we're going to be talking maybe a little bit about my life in music because it's been interesting well you're the musician and i don't really have a life in music but the, the purpose of the conversation more is to talk about some of the things we enjoy listening to mm. And, you know, maybe give you at home a few ideas for things that you might like to listen to. But also what you can do is, after you've listened to the show, is come and share in the Bakery Bears radio show Facebook group some of the things that you enjoy listening to. Mm. And maybe we can learn, you know, some, some new stuff as well. I found out a band yesterday called Portugal The Man. Never heard of it. Neither had I. Right. It, it's, um, it's an American rock band. Right. And it seems they're quite big. Oh. I was like, what? <laughs> Portugal, full stop, the man. Doesn't make sense, does it? Uh, fascinating. 
So look, my shoes are on, my keys are in my hand. We're going to put them in our new front door. Let's open our new front door. We'll tell you uh -huh. all about this in just a minute. In, in fact, we'll tell you about the roof tile in just oh, a minute. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yes, let's get out the door and get walking on this lovely crisp winter day. There's a definite I'm putting my mittens bite. On. There is, it's very sunny though. Yes, it which, is. The, oh gosh, I mean We've the had some weather. weather. Really, well. the weather has been <laughs> just bizarrely horrendous the past sort of three weeks, really, hasn't it been? When did we have the snow? We're, we had snow a couple of days ago. It and was, it was like, snow unlike any snow I've ever seen. It was just like a blizzard from about... It was about, the stickiest snow. Yeah, it was from about half past five in the morning till about nine have you noticed this? in the morning. Have you noticed this? That's a big plane. Well, we're going to be seeing a lot more of this because the, the local... Well, yeah, our it, local <laughs> airport, which is only how many miles away? Three. It's not far at all. It's, it's just a, was just a tiny little airport, you know, well, just a local started, airport. When it started, it was it did have international flights. Yeah, it did. And then they all went. It went to Amsterdam, I think, didn't it? And yeah. then that stopped, and it just became like a very like a commercial, more like commercial, uh, like you know, like yeah. um, transporting goods and things. Yeah. But it's and since it's been kind no, it's been kind of rejuvenated, hasn't it? And it now has. it does flights to London and up to Scotland and other places. There's loads coming. We have thought about having terrible. a little jaunt to London on the plane, haven't we? Crumbs. But you know, but just really for Bryony's sake, because she's never been though. well, she's never been on a plane and she's obviously going to Rome with school next year. Yes. So it might we thought it might be a nice idea just to have a quick you know, up and down as it would be to London and back. It really would be up and down. Yeah, just an overnight in London and then come back the following day or something, just to give her the experience of being on a plane. I'm already coming out in hives. I know, I know, yeah. It's terrifying stuff. It is. So, yeah, the weather has been crazy, hasn't it? Has, it? it My has. goodness, what with the, the, the wind? Oh, we've we've had uh, storm after storm, you know, gale force winds, torrential rain. Just shocking. Flooding, you know, really bad flooding. People's homes and businesses being terribly flooded. Um, it's just been awful. Kira so, first, wasn't it? Kira, right? Storm Kira, and then the following weekend it was Storm Dennis, and then the following weekend it was windy again. It wasn't a storm, but it was really windy It and seemed rainy. just as windy as well, didn't it? It did, yeah. Um, I wonder what constitutes a, a storm. A storm, what, what, I'm not sure. When does it become worthy of a name? Yeah, I don't know. There must be some geological standard it has there to hit. There must be, I'm guessing, yeah, I'm yeah. guessing. So but today it's sunny, it's cold, there's a bit of a breeze, but nothing like we've had. But yeah, Kay just mentioned our front door. And yes. Finally, when was it knocked down? I can't remember if we mentioned this on a previous radio show. I don't know if show. we did, but we had a problem with the lock. It's probably about three years ago, two, three years ago, I reckon. And I love how um, locksmiths, you know, they give you this sort of aura of, oh yeah, no problem, I'll be able to get in. Yeah, after I physically braid the door Yeah, down. well, we had a problem with the lock. It, we couldn't get into the house and we had to call the locksmith out and he basically had to break the door down. And in the process of doing that, it damaged part of the lock. We were still, still able to lock the door and it was secure. I think it also but completely 
<laughs> messed with the, 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 the yeah. ability for the door to keep out the wind. <laughs> yeah, and it, it damaged that, that the door frame and everything. So it's just taken oh, us look some. Look at that. What, what's that? The plant is huge. I don't know. Sorry. This look nice. Little bushes in there as um, well. But yeah, so it damaged the door, and it's just taken us a while really to find the right person and. Look, you know, and everything, so... More afforded. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's not a cheap thing to have. If anybody's ever had a front door replaced, we wanted the best door that we could afford, really, and um, so we just had to save, as you do, and we finally were in a position to do it. So not only did but we look, have the look, door replaced... All this is just fluff around the main purpose of the whole situation and that was to fix the roof it's when you say it's the roof it's not really the roof i think we've explained this before but it was kind no, of look, all people need to know is has it been fixed yes and it's yes, been fixed after seven it, years <laughs> seven years it, of starlings keeping us awake yeah we had a problem with the birds nesting in it wasn't in the roof it was just this little apex at the front of the roof didn't affect anything like water getting in or anything like that it was just a cute little nesting place for starlings and it was right above our bedroom window yeah, so every morning from it wasn't just every morning it was all the time they were making noise yeah, April whilst you know whilst they were nesting which seemed to be April through till September seemed to be months sleeping <laughs> months and months for the last seven years has proved a challenge yeah so we just had to and we have tried to get this fixed before, I'd failed but no time. roofer wanted to come and do it but, because but it was such a small job. Yesterday, our window fitting our man, on, on who the did white charger. <laughs> Look, I'm going to go further. The man who did our the window door. fitting man. We need to name this person. Oh, he was brilliant. Look, he was brilliant. If anyone is listening to this show and you are in the north of England. They yeah, go all he covers over. Darlington, Middlesbrough, North Allerton, Harrogate. You know, it's all that kind of area, isn't it? We live in a world now, I think, where quality service, maybe it's coming back, but certainly for the last few years, it's rare yeah. that I've come across. When you do come across something that's of a real high quality, where you're like, my goodness, what a great sort of start to finish experience. Yeah. Well, Kensington Windows, yeah. Leon and Tom and Kyle. They were brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's a family business. Yeah. He's How Leon's rare is that? yeah, Leon's dad started it. He did. And then he took over when his dad passed away. Yeah. And they were just brilliant, you know, they replaced the front door and we also replaced one of our windows as well. That's always been um, drafty and a bit problematic. If the wind blew, <laughs> the curtains flew. And this, you know, we live in a modern house. It's only 13 years old, but the window in our bedroom was always rubbish. So we just thought, right, let's just get that done too. Those windows will have been open and closed though more than any other windows in the Probably, house. Probably, yeah. And I think that's the reason why they dropped because they clearly did didn't they yeah there was a problem with it yeah so anyway we had that done it's fabulous and he also replaced this tile for us on the roof yes he did that yesterday he did i couldn't watch it's so high <laughs> we live in a three-story house and so it was you know, it's high 
and he had to bring his tallest ladders and he could only just reach with his tallest ladders. But you know, I was sat in um, the office doing some work and I saw him go up the ladder and he just like strolled up there like he was just walking down the street. And then, then what did he do? He was right on the top of the ladder. His the phone drill. rang. He's got the drill. Yeah, he's drilling this tile back in place. His phone rang and he answered the phone. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know how many feet up it is. High. It's high. High enough. And he was just, hi, you all right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talking about some job. I was like, oh my gosh. Unbelievable. And then, and then you, you made a comment to him, didn't he? And he said, this was when he was down the ladder. Yeah. Um, and, and he said, in our business, you can't just do bungalows. So, yeah, you can't, yeah, it just made us laugh, really. It really made um, me laugh, that did. But, you know, fantastic, fantastic job. It's funny, though, how out of all the things, it's looking up at that tile. I know. That is bringing me constant, <laughs> we constant can't, We joy. can't believe we've got no life now without, you know, it's, free of starlings. You made the point as well. It's insane to think that the tile cost three quid and yeah. the job took five minutes. Honestly, it took five minutes. The replacement tile cost us three pounds. My goodness, it really is chilly. It's very cold. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Music. Music. Was my first love. Yeah. And it will be my last. It music, will be your last. Music of the future. Wouldn't I be your last love? And music of the past. Is this some kind of lyric it's or something? Barry, it's a Barry Manilow song. I have no idea, sorry. <laughs> I think I've just proven my points about music. <laughs> well, look, I think you not knowing a Barry Manilow song lyrics is, oh, I'm so sad. This is, you know, my problem, folks, is this. It's not a problem at all. I'm very happy about it, but I went to a choir school from the age of seven and you, you were taught music to a very high standard from that age because you had to sing all sorts of wonderful things in York Minster. And I mean, I will forever be, I was more shaped by that than any education that has ever come yeah. afterwards. You know, the things that I was learnt... Things, things that, that you I, were learnt? The things that you I was learnt. You clearly weren't learnt anything. The things that I was taught at such a young age. You know, the wiring in your brain is just being laid down, isn't it? And when it's done when you're so young, it becomes hardwired. Yeah. And not only that, my dad was a... He's a theatrical producer, but also a, a composer and a musician as well. And so always, I mean, my earliest memories are him sat at the kitchen table writing music mm. with, with pen and ink, which was, I know that sounds silly. My earliest memories of my dad was sat in his chair smoking a fag watching sport. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, look. There are some similarities because when you walked into the kitchen that my dad was sat in writing yeah. his music, he would have been smoking like a chimney, wouldn't he? You would open the door and the smoke would yeah. come out. Yeah, it's terrible smoke. You didn't need to smoke. You could just go in there and breathe in and out for well, a bit. Oh, that's like, oh, what's going on over there? Should we go a different way? I think that man's got a problem. <laughs> There's a character on the on the Fast show, Harry Enfield and Paul Whitehouse, called Bob Fleming. Oh no! And that's what he does all the time. Oh gosh! <laughs> He's stuck. 
What is happening? Every five steps. <laughs> oh, I couldn't be doing with that. Oh, crumbs. But yes, so from a very, very early age. Gosh, where are we now? I was, um, yes, yeah, yeah. This is kind of cute. We're lost. <laughs> no, we're not lost. I was brought up surrounded by music. And I, I think what that, because I was so immersed in it, it meant that your sort of understanding of what was good music and what was bad music was fairly highly attuned. And yeah. you see, the thing is, what I consider bad music doesn't mean it's bad to listen to. It just no. isn't written very well. And th that has always created a certain amount of mm. interest in, in our musical tastes, hasn't it? Yeah. Because you have, let's take The Greatest Showman, for example. <laughs> now look, I have come to appreciate that greatly. Really, honestly, I, I have. Yeah. Because, oh, no, 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 I'm being serious now. Right. You know, I can hear the tone in your voice. Look, he's still there. He's still there, Thank goodness. He's ahead oh, yeah. of us now. <laughs> Thank goodness we took a detour. Um, but The Greatest Showman is, it's appallingly written. I mean, it, 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 it's just terrible. Yeah, so, I'm sure. I'm not going to deny it, but I mean, me and Brian, you love it. So, so from a musician's <laughs> point of view, someone who understands music, it's very difficult. You know, if you take something that you know and you understand, yeah. and you know what's good and you know what's bad, when something suddenly gets channeled into your ears that just is making fundamental mistakes, yeah. it's really difficult. To, it's so difficult that, do you remember that first time we took a trip and you guys wanted to listen to it? Yeah. I had to put in earphones and listen to something else whilst driving. You see, that just irritates me. You see, I, as, this is the problem that we have that, you know, I'll say to you, oh yeah, this is great, it's great fun, you know, it's really good to dance to, it's just got really, you know, and all this. And then Dan's like, oh, it's just a total load of rubbish. No, I'm not as bad as I used to be. I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm not as bad as you I used to be. You take things very seriously and you analyse everything. And, you know, obviously I've never been trained, if you like, to do that. So I'm just taking it on face value. Yeah. And just thinking, oh, this is fun. I like this. But let's just take a subject which you know a lot about. Knitting, for example. Right. You know a lot about knitting. A, a fair bit, I'd say, yeah. Now, I like knitting garments. In, what's it called? In, in the round? In the round. You passionately think that's crazy. Uh, I, I, I dislike it slightly, yes. yes. You, to the point of a, a few days ago, I, I caught you in, in the kitchen really going for it. What's that? About what is the point? What's the point? It's just, <laughs> you know, you were properly going off it. And I understand why, because I have a fraction of the understanding of knitting that you do, but I know the reasons why you don't like it. Yeah. But I really like it. Yeah, well, that's fine, isn't it? It everyone's is. different. It is absolutely everybody's different. The point that I'm trying to make is when you have an understanding, you can passionately and you can be frustrated about it. And, yeah. And I get why you're frustrated about it because it is like, well, why would you do it that way? You know, you can knit a garment in pieces, you can seam it all together, it'll have great construction, everything yeah. will be marvellous. Yeah, yeah. But I just enjoy doing the in the round thing. Well, that's fine, and I know thousands of other people do too, and that's the, the joy of it, isn't it? That there's yes. a different method to suit everyone, I suppose. Absolutely, absolutely it is. And that applies completely to music as well. Yeah. 
And this is the wonderful thing I think about music. And this is the whole reason why I sort of wanted to talk a little bit about music. Because I don't think there's anything else in the world that is so transformative on your mental state as music. Mm. Now, sometimes I'll be listening to something and it can be, who knows what it might be. I couldn't sort of pin it down to a particular, although I probably could if I started to think about it, and I will do in the course of today's show. I will mention a couple of things which have this effect on me, but I don't know if this has ever happened to UK before, but I'll be listening to something and I'll start getting fizzy feelings in my head. No, it's never happened to me. I just don't have the... I mean, I enjoy music, but I'm not like you. I, I don't get that kind of... I don't know, satisfaction from it, I guess. I mean, it's funny, though, because you do love certain things. I do love certain things, but other things I absolutely detest. So, as does everybody, though. That's cool. Yeah. But, you but know... You, you see, you can sort of look at something and appreciate it for the way it's written or the musicality or the instruments they've used or the way it's been put together, even if you don't particularly like it. The thing is that... Whereas I, I just think I hate that. Yes, and that, that's all cool. The thing is, though, like... We went to see Bohemian Rhapsody when it came out. Yeah. And that lit a fire in you for was... early Queen music yeah. that shocked me. Yeah, I loved it. You know, specifically, your favourite Queen song is their first hit. Yeah, yeah. Keep Yourself Alive. Yeah, I love it. I think it's brilliant. And that, for me, and I think anyone who knows you, if they found out that, you know, you love the earliest of Queen songs... It's quite full-on, rocky, Yeah. you know. That I just think that's tremendous. But I don't think I would have loved it had I not seen the film. I think it's... Right. You see, I I make the, so your the mental connection by watching the film, you know, and I've made that... Um, understanding yeah, where the, I, the song came from, yeah, the story yeah. of how it came the about. The story. You see, I like stories and I like things like, you know... I, I really will sort of connect to a film particularly if I love the story that's running through it and things like that. I think, though, that that is one of the things about music which I think is different to so many other things, is that it can evoke memories, a bit like tastes. Yeah. I don't think a film necessarily evokes fond memories. You might love watching a film. I mean, I have great, a great oh, connection. Oh, they do for me. Right. I think I have a, a more, more of a love of films, not, not more of a love of films, but I watch films over and over and over and over and you don't really do that. No. No. Whereas, you know, you would listen to music. Look at that cat! Over and over and over. Oh my gosh! You should take a photo. <laughs> and you describe what I'm taking a photo of. Okay, so we're now actually on in Victoria Embankment. We're now on the road that we're talking about. On the pavement, obviously, not on the road. And the river's right in front of us and there's a cat over the other side of the river and it's sat on a log that's sticking out. Of the river? Yeah. No, the, no, the bank, isn't of the it? Bank. And it's, it's, it's like a tree over the that's, river. I think it's a tree that's fallen down. I mean, that's unbelievable, isn't it's it? It's sunning itself. So we've got a photo now for you. That's just marvellous. Yeah. I'd be terrified if that was my cat, she, that it's going to slip or, and fall in. He or she's having a lovely time. Because if it did fall in... Cats don't like water. No, no. that's what I mean. That would be It'd bad. soon get out, because <laughs> they don't like water. But where, though? I mean, there's not a lot of slope there. Anyway, anyway. It, it could scramble up there. So we're walking up now. 
as Kay said, Victoria Embankment. And you can see the sort of telltale Victorian style, that wide... Yeah, it's just quite a wide road. There's, there's paths on two sides. We're walking yeah. on the one nearest the river and then over on the other side. I mean... The houses are, I mean, they're substantial houses. They are, I mean, look at that. Yeah, because they, they go back a long way. Yeah. And, um, you know, quite often it's difficult to tell which, is, which bits are original or which, is, which bits are add ons because a lot of people have altered them over the years. In typical Victorian style, none of these houses would have had gardens. No, not in a town, no. Because like all they've got to do is town. walk down. Because the park is literally a few steps outside the door and they just have like a little backyard yeah which is still there you know there's little backyards and then they're kind of back-to-back -back houses so you've got the the row behind the houses behind their little backyard will back onto these ones and then there'll be like a little snicket <laughs> a little or is it a uh, cobbled look, look. a little cobbled road in between. Is the one with the it's red beak the... That's a moor hen, is it? I don't know. Because the, the coot, is the coot the one with the white beak and the moor hen the one with the I red beak? I don't know. It's either a coot or a moor hen. It's the one that's got like a red beak. I'm not sure which that is. Mm. The, I think, okay, that these houses would have been grand. Yeah, I think they would have been really, really grand houses because, I mean, if you look at the front doors, a lot of them have still got the original front doors. Yeah. And you look above the front doors, it's really grand. I mean, we'll take some photos of these so you can see. If these, you think these, as well. Do you see number 39 there? Yeah, but I'm not going to look that way yet. Okay. Because otherwise people, it'll look dodgy. People might think we're doing dodgy things, but um, it looks to me like it's got the original front door. And if you look above it, you can see like there's this grand sort of plaster work above it. Hasn't got the original windows, that one, sadly. But a number of them do have the original windows, but you'll find like that one there, the creamy coloured one, they're the original windows, but they're absolutely in a complete state of disrepair. Yeah. And it actually looks empty, that one, doesn't yeah. it? Um, but they're the original windows, but you can actually see what it would have looked like, you know, in its heyday. If you like, imagine when this was built. That one looks very original there, the red and white one. Yeah. When this was built, I don't think there would have been anything behind. No, probably not. I no. think what this would have been was, I, I think South Park that we've just walked through would have been pretty new. Yeah. And these houses would have been built with, you know, the proximity to the town. Town, very close to town. But also the proximity to a wonderful yeah, park. Yeah. So I think, you know, this would have been quite a posh place to live. Yeah. Certainly from the original See, that one's photo. just been sold. We could look that up online. <laughs> Let's have a look at it inside. Yeah. Well, remember. Yeah, it's I will. It's um, number 29. Yeah, Nick and Gordon Carver. I remember that. Yeah. We can maybe have a look and see if we can get some photos of it inside. I love the. the, the, the what is that over the door? It's like a moulding, isn't it? It's like a. What's it supposed to be, though? It's like a well, shell. Well, I think type it's thing. sort of. It's very. Um, what's the era? It's kind of like Adam inspired, isn't it? So, do But we then think you see, as we move along now. These ones don't have that extra bit of fancy stuff above the doors. But have they had it taken off? Because no, look. but look, it's all the way along. They don't have them. Right. 
But what you find quite often with rows of houses like this is that a section will have been built by one builder at a certain time. Yeah. And then another builder will come along and add another section. So yeah. there'll be very slight differences. Yeah, yeah. Um, because if you look at these ones here, they've got a line of pale coloured brick. Yeah. And, and the don't. other ones don't have it. No. Can you see? So actually, so I mean, that this, makes a lot of sense. This first section will have been built first. Yeah. And then it will have been extended over time. And then it's time. been extended by another builder and yeah. they've just added their own little mark to it. Yeah. So it's really interesting when you look for things like that, because on the face of it, they all look the same. They do. But actually they're not. No. And I really like looking for the ones that are really original. Yeah. The features, you know, are really original. That, I mean, that's horrendous. They've painted the bricks different colours. That's that such a strange looks, decision. Just looks awful, doesn't it? But a lot of them, sadly, have got UPVC windows. Yeah. Are these sash windows? Yeah, they're right? sash. They're, the original ones, that you can tell the original windows, like that top window there. Can Look you see how nine. it's rippled? Yeah. It's lovely. Number nine's lovely. Can you see how the windows at the top of the glass yeah. ripples? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the original glass. Crumbs, that's so because cool. Because it's not, it's not really smooth and no. perfect and clear. Yeah. You know, the old glass has got like a ripple in it. And that's how you can tell the original glass. None of these are original here that you can no. tell. They're UPVC. But that one there has had replacement windows, but they are sash windows. I quite so like the green on number three. They're more sympathetic. Do you like the green on number three? No. Oh, okay. It's like a mossy sage green. Oh, that no. One, this, no. This one I can't look, even look I'm, at. I'm going to be taking a picture over there. I so can't well. even look at that one. It's so horrific Describe what they've done what to they've it. Done. They've, they've clad it on oh, the front. No. It's so horrific. And they've put wood clad it. Oh, it's just, it's just awful. And then that end one, number one, which would have been a really big grand house. Would that have been the builder's house? But very possibly, yeah, because what happened was... It's about here. Builders, builders used to, you know, they'd build a, build a group of houses and they always used to take the biggest house on the road for themselves. So like here, for example, number one is double fronted and it's much larger. And you can actually see that that one was built first because it's on a higher Look. level. Oh, there's number one. I, I think we're right, we're right on it. Yeah, it, we just are. Just back a tiny bit. Yeah. I think this is the first time actually we've been able to get. Yeah, I mean, because look how different the little yeah. attic Look at that. roof is. The little That's attic amazing. roof compared to now. Yeah. That but is yeah, just I mean, absolutely fascinating. Number one was probably the builder's house. Yeah. And then obviously, because look, the one next to it is 1A. It's not number two, it's 1A. Now what does that That's mean? really interesting. Because that one's double fronted as well. Right. Number one and number 1A are double fronted, look. So those two must have been built first. Yeah. I'm just trying to get the angle for the photo. And it's quite tricky because there's a, a busy road right behind me. But there we go. I think I've nailed it. But it's now next to a very busy road, and obviously this road wouldn't have been this noisy back in the day because no. they wouldn't have had cars. Obviously, it would have been. So we're going to leave. We're going to walk up this oh, way. Oh, we're going to go this yeah, way. Yeah, we're going to okay. leave the uh, grandeur of Victoria Embankment, and we're now going to cross over the river. Walk which over is still the river quite a high, but nowhere near as high as it's. <clears throat> as it's been. No. We've come to the opposite side of the river 
Yeah. And we're going to retrace our footsteps right along the river again. It's this row of houses but, here that right, I really like. Right. I've just been telling Dan that when I go walking, I, I look at this row of houses and it's the same type. It's a row of Victorian terraces, but they're kind of tucked away behind a row that sort of backs onto the, fronts onto the main road. Well, and again, I just, it's this... like a little dead end road. I just really like it. This will have been. Look, these here. Yeah. I love them. It's perfect. I could live in one of those. It is perfect. It's called South Terrace. They're just, you know, it's exactly the same type Did of... you walk up here? No. Right, let's walk up here. We'll have to you come back. I'm going to say it's a dead end, this is It here. is, but you I've just need to see... I've if I can get to Sainsbury's this way, but you can't, can you? Don't think so. No. You just need to see the, the cricket club. All right, yeah, we're because... walking by the cricket club. And this, obviously, was built an awful long time ago. Yeah. This will have also been built in Victorian Aren't times. Aren't these lovely? Look, yeah. this row of terraces here. This is South Terrace just going the other way. Yeah. I love them. They've got little front gardens, which the other ones didn't have. They're much better kept. They're, they looked much better kept. They're very sunny. The sun is shining right onto them, which yeah. it isn't on Victoria Embankment. No. It's quite dark. No. And they're just really pretty. Yeah. And surprisingly quiet when you consider how close. It is surprisingly quiet, yeah. We are. Now, there's a really fascinating house there on the end. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, I know, but then also when we look left, you'll see into the, the cricket club. The cricket club. club. And the cricket club really is it's sort of Victorian grandeur yeah. at its highest. Now, these are called Pease Cottages. So oh that gosh, must, look they at must that. be named after Joseph Pease. I've never seen those before. They're adorable. You need to take photos of those, Dad. Yes, I will. But, you know, if we look up here, I mean, look. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. It's that, that, is that, well, it's not wood, is it? It's like... It's, well, it's been sort of... 1895. Oh, wow. I mean, that's fascinating stuff. Oh, I love that end house. Look at that one, it's got a name. It's called Glissoldhurst. <laughs> Gosh, that's a weird name, isn't it? So I've just snapped a picture of Peace Cottages. I wonder if they were retirement homes. I wonder if they're like almshouses or something. Well, or... It, it, maybe it was for people who worked for Joseph Pease, like so. important people on yeah, the railways who'd so. retired and then... They're fascinating. They are. But then, you know, you've got the cricket club, which I just, I think it looks lovely. It does look lovely, yeah. You know, slap does. bang in the I middle of a this, town. I love this little row of houses. There's nothing for sale, unfortunately. No, so. no. And it does, here, it does get some, um, some good matches yeah i think uh, yorkshire's played here before right but you know darlington is a, a a good it's a good club yeah and of course the football ground was here as well it was and that was huge yeah you know but if you think about it railway workers and you know money yeah it's a very very successful yeah. it formed in 1884 so probably around the time that those houses were built yeah the football ground would have been built. That house there is beautiful, number 14. Yeah. That's gorgeous. It's funny, isn't it, as well, how it's been quite windy, and yeah. then we've come here. And it's, it's and quite it's calm It's really here. quite still it and calm. It seems quite nice. protected little area. Look at that. I mean, the, the, the stained glass. Yeah, that's, you see, those two on the end are much grander yeah. than the rest. And yeah. that, again, might be a case of the builder grabbing yeah. those ones. Yeah. Um, but wasn't the football grounds, isn't that where the houses are, yes, now the new houses? that's exactly so right. The football ground moved and obviously sold its land. Yeah, well, it took them ages. Yeah, it did. It was abandoned for years. Yeah. It was just, you know, when we were first here, 
It was just there. Yeah, it was, yeah. And then now it's been flattened and a mixture of, I mean, it's really interesting there, Kay. Can you see over the fence? No. Look at those houses there. Those look like normal houses. Yeah, there's a roof you can, terrace. You can see them from around here. Right. You don't need to. I can't believe there's strain a little. I actually don't like these houses. I don't either. I don't know what builder it was. I know that's a very big a clock house. On it. It's got a clock on it. You've got to think. It's. It'll be the groundsman's house. Yeah, probably. I bet you. I mean, it would have. It, it looks a bit run down now, but yeah. it looks like a nice big house. It would have been the groundsman for the cricket ground because it you literally can see, is. You should take a picture, Dan. Yes, I will take a picture. The, a, I mean, it's a lovely cricket ground. It's a beautiful cricket ground. Right next to Sainsbury's. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Which again wasn't. But these. I wonder if these houses have had balconies put on so people can sit out and watch the cricket. Well, maybe. You wonder, don't you? Because that is quite unusual to have a balcony like that on that's on the second, sorry, on the first floor. That would be, be really it? cool, actually. Well, you, that's absolutely what you can do. Yeah. But I think there's problems with these new houses they've built yeah. because I've noticed as I've walked past on several occasions that a lot of them look very wet right. on the sort of gable ends. Right as if there's some kind of problem with the guttering. Right. And recently, two or three of them have had scaffolding up, and you know, as if repairs have been going on. So yeah. I think whoever's done the roofs on them and the gutters and everything has not done a very good job. I think there's a problem with water. I'll tell you what would bother me, Kay, right? If I bought one of those houses there. Yeah. Cricket ball's coming through your window. The, the, yeah, the square is here. Yeah. But it looks like it needs some work, crumbs. Hold on, there's a football. There's a football pitch marked out. There is a football pitch, you're right. That's odd. How strange. Yeah, but there is. the square is in the middle there. Yeah. If someone bowls to me and I swing to the left, yeah, yeah. that would absolutely get it, to those it houses. It would absolutely get to the houses, yeah. But it's very because close. the first house that we lived in together. Oh yeah, it was opposite. Was opposite a cricket pitch. It was, it was, yeah. And Actually, we never had any issues with cricket balls, no. but do you remember that day lightning, lightning struck? struck the cricket pitch? We oh were sat in our front room. We were. Oh my goodness. And we saw smoke. We literally saw yes. the smoke coming off the lightning strike. <laughs> it was terrifying. Well, we saw the flash, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Oh, that was terrifying. absolutely yeah. terrifying. So here is that direct comparison yeah. because, you know, not 50 yards to my left. Is all the Victorian houses. Yeah, on, on the embankment. And, and then we're now, now. Look, you can see the scaffolding, look. It's, I mean, they're, they're three story, which is very common, you know, we live in a three story house, but these look smaller than ours, actually. You can see what they're trying to do. That, you know, they're trying That's to give not it, as high as ours, I don't think, no, it is isn't, it? No, no. They're trying to give it that vibe, that. Yeah, they're similar... trying, they are. They're trying to kind of mimic the Victorian houses over the river, I think. I think so. But they're not succeeding, unfortunately. I just don't think they look, I don't think they look particularly well built, I've got to say. The brick as well, I don't know about that brick It's a bit municipal, isn't it? It's a bit too orange. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of issues, I think. For me, personally, there's a lot of issues with them. And seeing, you know, seeing all this, yeah, look, you can see they're doing work to that. It's slightly terrifying, yeah. I think. It's not you know, that's not what it? you want. No. Um, 
but then, you know... This, this is weird, isn't it? What, is what you've got weird? is you've, you've got three-storey houses with bay windows and then yeah. there's like little areas out the front it's, for people to sit. It's very strange, but then, you know, you've got a path that we're walking on. So it's just totally not private. And I can't imagine ever sitting outside like that. No. I don't know whether they're trying to create this kind of communal That's feel. exactly what they're trying to do. And I admire it. I do but admire it's what not, they're trying to do. But it's not going to work, unfortunately. No. Not when they've clearly messed up the, the builds and no. the scaffolding everywhere on houses which they're, aren't yeah, more I mean, than two years old. They're redoing all of the gable ends where the... You know, the gable end meets the brick. They're redoing all that because... I don't like this business under the windows. No, I don't. I it, it just looks, looks like cheap plastic to me. There's it's not... There's still for sale. There's one for... Oh, this one says sold. But, yeah, this one's empty. Um, but if you look at the gable end of this one, we're going to pass now. I'm pretty sure that I mean, it's... Charles you can Church see, houses are normally good. You can see where it's wet, where it's been wet. You can see up at the top there. Can you, yeah, look, can you see yeah. how the brick at the top yeah. is really wet? Yeah. And also they've got flats as well. This, this is a block of flats. And look at down the side of the drain. Look at all the brickwork. Oh, gosh. There's moss. Uh, look at the green I know. there. All down oh, the drain no. that runs down from the roof, there's moss all the way around it. And all of the salts are leaching out of the stonework. The question that we were sort of asked to and we're not architects, so we, oh, don't, no. we don't know what we're talking about. But I suppose now we've just walked up a Victorian boulevard and then we've walked down... A modern. And what are the... You see, the, the differences to me, first of all, it just, even, even though that's old, it just feels a lot more classy. It does, and I think, I think the difference between... I mean, we live in a modern house, you know, and I've lived in an old house and I've lived in a modern house, and you have as well. Yeah. And old houses in this country just have a very solid yeah. feel and you don't hear the neighbours as much. No. Um, they were just better built. Yeah. You know, altogether they were just better built, and these days they do tend to throw houses up. You do wonder if this is speed and profit... Yeah. Craftsmanship and expertise. I, I, yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, I would... If I had the choice, I would live in an old house, but that had, had been, been, mod yeah, been modernised. Yeah. So, you know, maybe a replacement roof and insulation and new windows and completely replastered and all of that business. But the core of it would be an old, solid house. Yeah. Um, but I would never ever buy one of those houses on that estate because I just don't think they look very well built at all. No, I agree. Sadly. Very sad because, you know, it was an opportunity to sort of make a statement, I think. I when think you builders what... these days can build houses perfectly as beautiful and as well built as the Victorians do, but for some reason they just don't. You know, tend, the bigger builders don't tend to do that. No. I'm sure that smaller. Um, independent builders yeah. would have different practices. So um, I suppose what what to, to summarise, Victorians built things to last yeah. and that felt quality and yeah, that look yeah. great. Yeah, I agree. And that row of houses that we've just walked down, that modern row of houses, already wouldn't surprise me if it fell down yeah. in five years. <laughs> it already looks 
dated and because yeah. and, that business under the windows was so odd, it, just, it was like square. It's just not nice. Very yeah, strange. Not nice. Look at the lovely flowers. But we're now in the park and all of the crocuses are out. We've got like golden ones, white ones, purple, just beautiful. And all of the daffodils have started coming up. They're not out yet, but yeah. they're all poking their little heads out of the ground. Yeah. Just lovely. It's really nice to see signs of spring after weeks of such awful weather. Pulling it back to that subject that I know you love so much. Yes. Um, music. <laughs> I don't dislike music no, at know. all, you know. I you don't want it. people to think that I dislike she music. I love music. I'm just not as analytical and um, passionate about it as you, I suppose. Yeah, well, you know, we, we can leave the anal analytical now because I do think that I've changed an awful lot in the last few years. You're not as bad as you used to be, no. But no, you, will, you will never, ever sing along to a song. Never ever have I heard you singing along to a song, whereas I do it all the time. Bryony does it constantly. I mean, I mean that, that, that's an interesting, that's an interesting discussion, isn't it? Because why? Well, don't... it is, but you don't. Never ever have heard you sing to a song, even though you can actually sing. So the, the, <laughs> the, the, the question you ask yourself is, why don't I sing along to songs? I don't know why you don't. Well, the reason why. I think I don't sing along to songs. And of course, there might be another reason that I'm mentally not quite aware of. But I'm pretty convinced that the reason why I don't sing along to songs is I want to listen to the song. Right. And if I'm singing along to it, I can't hear the song. But yeah, I get that. But for me, if it's a song I know, because I wouldn't be singing along to a song that I didn't know, because yeah. I wouldn't know what I'm singing. No. So it's a song that I know, and I know what it sounds like. Yeah. But I just want to be more part of it. Right. So I will sing along to it. I think that that might then come back to because I understand the music, and because I'm listening to the way the chords are structured and and how it's all been put together. Whatever I'm listening to, I feel part of. Right. And that may be the reason why I get the fizzy feeling in my head when mm. it's the most wonderful feeling, Kay, and I wish that I could give it to you. Well, be that would be kind. I'd like your fizzy head. <laughs> it's usually just block sinuses when I get that. <laughs> it's an, it is a truly unbelievable feeling. And th th this was something that I think I first experienced when I was singing in the choir. It's when you know, it's when everything is working perfectly. Yeah. And I wonder if that actually is the reason why I get this experience. It's a callback to my experiences of playing in orchestras and mm. bands. Because again, you would get that feeling. Any show, apart from the terrible shows. You hear that bird? Yeah. Apart from the terrible shows that I played for over the years, the good stuff, West Side Story, yeah. Juice Christ Superstar, um, oh, uh, Oh, there's a swing one that was really cool. I can't remember. Oh, oh Singing in the Rain. Yeah. There were so many occasions when you'd be physically playing, you know, mm. playing drums or percussion in, in, in an orchestra, and you'd just get these feelings, mm. these unbelievable feelings. So that probably is the reason why I get them now when I'm listening to music. But what are the types of things that you get a real enjoyment of listening to? It's very varied. Well, have I you, don't have, have a particular genre. Have you got past the greatest showman, or do you still enjoy listening to it? I enjoy listening to it, but the, the issue with the greatest showman is that Bryony watches it constantly, <laughs> still. So I think it's 
I think it's like with anything new, isn't it? You have that initial burst of excitement. Yeah, for maybe a year or so when yeah. you're listening to it all the time, singing along to it all the time, and then it kind of wavers a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. I still love it, but I wouldn't sort of sing along to it necessarily now. What have you been? Is there anything that you've been enjoying recently, particularly? I mean, we uh, we we listen to a lot of music now, a lot do. more than we used to. If you recall, the birds are going crazy today. <laughs> if you recall, in our early episode on technology, I think it was about episode four or five of the radio show, we spoke about we had got some special speakers which enabled us yeah. to ask for particular songs. Yeah. Amazon do one, Apple do one, I think Google do one as well. Um, and you can ask for particular bits of music and it plays and we use that all the time. We um, and you've actually been listening to more classical music. I have actually, than you right. Ever have. Yeah, and it's you that's put me onto that. And well, that who is it that I like that you play all the time? Uh, Beethoven. Beethoven, yeah. You love uh, Beethoven's uh, concertos and piano sonatas. I love the pianos. Yes. Yeah, I it's, love... it's piano concertos and piano sonatas. Right. So that's what you really enjoy. Yeah. But also, you. We sort of struck it lucky once where we got some Tchaikovsky. Oh, yeah. And it was a ballet, I think, and it turned out to be Sleeping Beauty, I think. Yeah. But I recognised the music. And you, you loved loads of that. I loved it, yeah, I loved yeah. it. And also... But then conversely, I love listening to Wham and Spandau Ballet, and it, I'm very eclectic in But you've perhaps moved that. on a bit from your Duran Duran, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, you know, that was a long time ago, and... So was Wham so Spandau So was Wham Spandau Ballet. And I don't listen to 80s music regularly by any means, but no. sometimes we'll put it on, won't we, an 80s yeah. mix when we're having tea for a bit of fun. And I really enjoy that. But then I enjoy listening to stuff that's a bit more modern. Um, you really like the band Perry. You listen to that loads. Do I? Yeah. Which, which of those? If you I see, this die young. Oh yeah, I love that one. You see, this is my problem. I don't really remember the name of the bands that I like because well, that's what I, you got me for. I don't listen to albums really. Which I is, listen more to mixes of things. I think it's so. Now you know, such a. Oh look at the squirrels! <laughs> look oh. at the little birds! Right there. Where? There. Oh my goodness! They're gorgeous. Oh, they look like some kind of finch. Right. Yes, yeah, so I think you're right. A squirrel under that tree, he's got a nut. Now, y you mentioned mix there. Yeah. And th that, for me, is, it's the ultimate. And it, it, it sort of pains me a little bit that now with, with our daughter Bryony, for example, I mean, she does do mixes, but... Oh, she's just obsessed there's, there's no, well, at the moment. Well, doesn't worry about what the mix is, but she doesn't think about the order. She just collects... No, honey, she's 14. She's Look, not... hold on a minute. She, why would she think about the order that it's played in? Honestly, well, I mean... Look, 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 look. Do we need to go into how nerdy you are in this? Well, look, let's just pause for just a moment to consider that before I was 14, probably from about the age of 10 or 11, I was structuring mixes in a particular order. Yes. The perfect mix tape for me, and I, I have a number of these that, you know, now it's so easy to do, you know, when you consider 
when we were young, you were re recording things off yeah. Radio yeah. 1. I was, the, I did, yeah. Was it the top 40 they did? Yeah. Or was it Sunday night? Sunday, yeah. Yes. And then when, when did number one come? Was it 7 o'clock? Was it 5 till 7? It might have been something like that, Straight yeah. after tea? Yeah. Yeah. Straight after hot crumpets by the fire. Is it 1902 in your house? That's what we used to have. Right. Okay. Sometimes we'd, we'd do them on the fire. Oh, get on. We did. All oh, right, okay. We had toasting forks. You like a Dickens novel, you? <laughs> it was marvellous. We would sit there in front of the fire. Crumpets, I think, was my favourite. And then you'd have butter there. And... Oh, yeah, I had crumpets, but I didn't used to toast them on an open fire. <laughs> <laughs> crumpets toasting on an open fire. Put them in a toaster. I'm sorry to and, say. And that then, you know, does. My, one of my strongest memories, you know, I'm sorry just to talk about Christmas just for a moment, but strongest memories was. Every Christmas, every November, December, chestnuts, literally roasting on an open fire. Oh my gosh. Oh, but come on, they're it's gorgeous. It's like Mr. Cliche today. And then if you remember when we stayed at that place. Yeah, we did, yeah. I didn't pierce one of the no, chestnuts today and it exploded. Exploded across the room. It could have taken someone's eye out. The music which really recently has, has got me going is, I mean, I had a... I had a bit of a moment when we got our daughter Bryony uh, a pair of Beats for Christmas. Mm. and They're amazing. Yeah, I was very sceptical. Mm, I was. I really was, but she, you know... I thought it was just a gimmick. I thought it was just fashion. Billie Eilish wore them and yeah. then I brought yeah. them up for her and she was like, oh yeah, I really want some. And I put them on and I listened to Sam Smith's writings on the wall. Mm. And it was like he was in the room. It's brilliant. Yeah, they're amazing. I felt myself welling up. Oh, gosh. Oh, come on. <laughs> I did the same thing, but I didn't well up, darling, so... This is the difference between you and me with music. You're very emotional about music and very... Very emotional about music, I You're very emotional about everything, so that includes music. And... Whereas I just thought it was... I thought... This is, you know, this is brilliant. I love it. This sounds amazing. Yeah. And these headphones are really cute. So <laughs> I'm going to have some for my birthday. You can get them in pink. Yes. Can those, you? those. Yes, you can. All right. It's okay. like a, a pale pink. They're All beautiful. Right. Okay. But those were my thoughts right. <laughs> when I tried them. But m music, which I've been enjoying at the moment, is. I mean, I do think that Sam Smith's writings on the wall is superb. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. But also, I think. Billie Eilish's No Time To Die, which came Very out good. just a couple of weeks ago. Very good. I think it's phenomenal. It's just, it's a phenomenal song. She's amazing for, you know, 18. She amazing. is amazing. She's amazing. You know, the only thing, we were speaking about this the other day, you asked... weird, but amazing. You asked me which was the better song. Mm. And for me, it is Writings on the Wall. And I agree. That's because I think Sam Smith, he, he's more of a... Crooner's the wrong word, but he's like a... He's a Proper, he can belt it out, can't he? He's a proper singer, you know? Yeah. Whereas Billie Eilish is a little bit different to that. It's very different, yeah. It, it, it's a very specific style. And, yeah. and one of the things that I really felt was missing from the No Time To Die track was a point where she really let rip. Yeah, because she doesn't tend to do that in... I've listened to a few of her songs because Brian could really likes her. I think she could. She could let rip. But, but I think, she's you know, got a she very specific style, hasn't she? You've got to surprise people though with stuff. And, yeah. You know, one time she does just need to let it go because I think, you know, it would be amazing. Like Frozen. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> but we loved the soundtrack to Solo, A Star Wars Story. Mm. I mean, we, even now, we just tuck up a little bit. We listen to it, we do. We do, we listen to it regularly. It's a tremendous, um, tremendous album. And he's just released a new soundtrack for the new yeah. Harrison Ford film, The Call of the Wild, which also we were very, very impressed with. It was very good. It's got a lot of callbacks to mm, mm. Ireland and yep. the Gold Rush. Yeah, and it's really good. You, you know, if you haven't heard it, you should go and listen to it. It's really excellent. The Call really of the Wild by John really Powell. Excellent. Really, really superb. But um, what, what I always look forward to is, and it's funny that you say you, you don't listen to albums. Mm. In the course of my life, I found certain albums which, and it's not very many, but certain albums which are just, just amazing. You know, every song is like perfectly placed and they mm. all take you on a, a, a sort of specific journey. Mm. And um, the, the one that I'll mention first, you really don't like. <laughs> Do I not? No, well, you, you won't actually be able to recall any of it when right. I say it, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> But a friend of mine recommended it to me and I bought it. I went and bought the CD and I remember sticking it in the car. I was in Bristol and I put it in the car and listened to it mm -hmm. constantly all the way home. Right. And it was Daft Punk Random Access Memories. Oh gosh, right. And I probably wouldn't recommend it to anybody unless they were really into their music and understood yeah. how music is put together. But for someone who is nerdy about music and who knows the deal, mm. that is a superb right. album. But actually, I mean, what would you say if someone was to ask you, what's the type of music that I really love and I listen to a lot? Oh, I don't know. Isn't that I, interesting? I honestly don't, you don't know. know. I'm not surprised because that you, you don't like, know. you're a bit like me, you do appreciate a range of music. I mean, you like all the stuff quite heavy metal stuff but then you're quite specific with that because you don't like all metal bands by any means. No. So I don't know what genre I would say was your thing. The, the, the genre of music that I listen to the most is definitely rock pushing towards metal. Oh, you see, I was along the lines. You were, you're absolutely right. And the, the band which I've been most surprised with, I remember it was, oh, maybe three or four years ago. Mm. I was looking for something to watch whilst wa washing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, position, I used to position the iPad on the, on the, on the window ledge mm. in front of the sink and then watch something while I was doing the dishes. And I was on Netflix mm -hmm. and there was a documentary on Netflix and I think it was called Wasting Light. I think, I'm not sure, it was a, a Dave Grohl Foo Fighters documentary. And you mentioned how you really loved the... Queen track because mm. you understood where it came from. Mm. Well, I watched this documentary and it was all about the making of this particular album. Nice. And because I'd watched and knew yeah. where the songs came from and I understood why the songs were written in the way they were mm. written and all mm. those things and actually saw them in the studio playing them, that album had such a huge, I love it mm -hmm. and I loved it and I know that you would hate it, yeah. which is the reason why I've never played any of it. <laughs> Now, I can't, I think the album is called Wasting Light as well, but I can't remember exactly what the album's called, but I'll link it in the show notes. 
and I just I absolutely loved it. But you know, when you talk about the type of things that I listen to, I mean, it's definitely eclectic like you because I really like Wham, and I really like ABBA, mm. and I really like Kylie. Yeah, I like a bit of Kylie. You know, my running playlists are probably the most eclectic mm. um, of all the things that I put together because what I try and do with a running playlist is start it off with something relatively easy going mm. and then pick up the pace because what a lot of people I think don't realise is if you engage with the music that you're listening to, so if you're into it, mm -hmm. your heart rate tends to match the beat of the music. Of the music. Gosh. So that's the reason why people listen to stuff that's fairly driving yeah. and upbeat when they're running. Right. And if they're sat knitting, unless they want to knit quickly, <laughs> they perhaps will listen to something a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. But I remember thinking um, years ago now, I wondered if you listened to your sort of running playlist when you were knitting, would that mean that you got through your knitting quicker? <laughs> maybe. Because yeah, I maybe do find so. that if I'm listening to music, my stitches tend to be in time. Yeah, yeah, it would be a very subconscious thing, but you're right, I think that would happen. And I think that, that's the thing that makes Just music... straight on. That's the thing that makes music so unbelievably fascinating. It links us back to the times of Ayla. Really? Yes, because we learnt in prehistoric times when the jungle drum starts, yeah. you know that your camp is being... Yeah, yeah. Or if you're going into battle, you know that when you hear a particular mm, trumpet mm. fanfare or a particular beat, mm. that you have to do certain things. And so music, I think, engages us in a similar way to art and mm, also, you mm. know, movies and things. But I do think for me, for me personally, um, it's in a much more profound way but it engages us on a really sort of animal, tribal level. Mm. And I think that's why, you know, I get those fizzy feelings in my head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the last time I had those, I've remembered the last time I had those fizzy feelings, I was listening to some Quincy Jones, actually. Yeah. Um, and it was, oh, crumbs. It was the theme tune, Call Me Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> Gosh. That was a TV show. Oh, right. Was starring, oh brilliant, oh, brilliant actor. I can't remember his name. But it was a TV show in, I think it was the early 70s or maybe right. the late 60s. But, I mean, Quincy Jones, phenomenal. You know, you think yeah. of the people he worked with. Michael Jackson, he, he pretty much drove the, the whole thriller and, you know, all the original mm. Michael Jackson stuff. But, um, you know, the list of people he's worked with, Frank Sinatra. Amazing. You know, all sorts. And his music, from, oh, I just love it. You know, most things that, that he's done, I've just loved. And there was a, a concert on the BBC years ago. Well, not that long ago, actually, probably three or four years. Uh, I think it was a celebration of his 80th birthday. Right. Um, and that's the first time I heard Jacob Collier, who Bryony talks about sometimes now. Never heard of that person. He's a, another young right. musician dude. We've made it back. We've made it home. So, how have you done? 2.78. Come on. That's pretty good. Now, oh, look, I've put them in my back pocket. Well, you can never find your keys. Disaster. Look at it. 
I've already been oh, looking up. It's Look. marvellous. No the birds. tile in all its glory. No birds getting in there this year. <laughs> no tweeting. No tweeting birds From all night. From the bully night. starlings. It's only the starlings. It's starlings, yeah. They were the ones. My mum says they're the thugs of the bird world. Right. So, folks, that's it. The end of another radio show. It's been marvellous sharing with you our lovely walk along the gorgeous Victorian esplanade. And then, it's not an esplanade. What's an esplanade? That's like at the seaside, isn't it? Oh, it's probably because of the, of the water. That's what made me. Yeah, it's not an esplanade. esplanade. It's just so a, the lovely uh, yeah. Victoria embankment, and then back down the not so lovely Peveril Street. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, we will see you in two weeks for more. In the meantime, I hope you get out and about and have some lovely walks and some adventures of your own. But thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next time. See you soon. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.